welcome to the Back on Track Fitness Podcast, where we answer the tough questions on running, weightlifting, and general fitness. Hosted by Dr. Cameron Dennis and Dr. Eric May, physical therapists. Be sure to check us out at backontracktherapy.com for training programs and other resources. Now, let's get to the show. Hey guys, this is Dr. Cameron Dennis, physical therapist with Back on Track Therapy and Wellness, founder of the Back on Track Fitness Podcast. And today we have guest Carrie Adams, uh, physiotherapist and founder of Running Moms. Uh, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> so Carrie, um, it looks like you have a pretty uh, good following here online. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? I am a physiotherapist from Canada, and I help female runners specifically get fit, run fast, and build super strong and healthy runners' bodies. And I specifically work with moms, because most female runners are moms, and I'm a mom, and running after babies was quite a shock to my system, and I needed to learn a lot of things, and in that process, I created this online community of other women who needed the same thing beautiful that's perfect and i do it all online which is interesting (laughs) right right well i guess that's that's the way to do it if you can because then it gives you freedom of location right (laughs) and then you can move i can reach a lot more people um the people who wouldn't have otherwise come into a clinic or the people who have signs and symptoms or you know it really allows me to work in more of a preventative promotion way as opposed to just treating people once they've been injured so it's a really unique opportunity sure and i think that uh well physical therapists um sort of need to move in that direction anyway towards more preventative and not just physical therapists but the medical system as a whole Um, because it's always better to to be smart in our, especially, you know, in terms of athletes, to be smart with our training. Um, it's, that's so much easier than to try and treat something that like some sort of injury a lot in a lot of cases. Um, you know, so I guess, uh, what you had mentioned that, um, that you, you see mostly, or you work with mostly the running moms. So what unique challenges do moms face, uh, as opposed to, you know, I guess male runners, not that they don't have challenges, but you know, each have maybe specific unique challenges. So I guess, what would you say? So many unique challenges in the postpartum runner. And I think that's whether your baby is six weeks or your baby is 16 weeks, because women also hit perimenopause and menopause. And um, there's just so many issues. So starting right off the bat, um, especially for those women who were running and they want to get back to running, uh, the fitness community, um, we really push women to get back and, and runners have that mindset of I can do whatever and I'm good, I'm fit, I'm healthy, but our bodies are changed after birth forever. And if we ignore that fact, and if, this, if the fitness community ignores that fact, we're setting women up for long-term health issues. Um, so there is the changes in hormones right away. There's the um, changes in core connection, diastasis recti, pelvic floor, low back, um, so many issues right off the bat. And then deeper than just the physical issues, we have the lack of sleep. The fact that we just grew a baby and for a lot of women, they've grown two or three or four and they're significantly nutritionally depleted. 
sleep deprived, stressed beyond belief, especially the women in today's society, because we push women and we push ourselves and we've been raised to push, especially the running community. Um, And so we just want to pick back up and keep going. And that causes implications in our hormones. And um, there's a lot of issues um, after that are very unique to female runners. Right, right. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I guess each one of those we could probably do a separate podcast on, <laughs> you know? Hormones is a massive one. Dysis recti right. is a massive one. Um, pelvic prolapse is a massive one. Lack of sleep is a massive one. Uh, malnutrition, nutrition deficiencies is a massive one. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. Um, with I guess when you're in the healthcare system, when you're, when you, you know, as, as a healthcare professional, um, you almost treat people, uh, well, most of the time you're treating people face to face, but in your situation, you're sort of trying to get people uh, to transition from post um, having birth and then back into running. So how, I guess, how do you address those other issues, you know, that you talked about? How do you address the um, pelvic prolapse and how do you address the hormones and, and all of those different things from, um, I guess, um, an online setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have an online, um, Facebook page and I have an email subscription. So people sign up, get my emails. I have a free Facebook group and I do a lot of educating in those groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have blogs on all of these topics. Um, I've got expert interviews where I bring in the hormone experts and I bring in the nutrition experts and I bring in like, this is the beauty of the online world. We don't have to work in silos. And I've really, um, I really worked hard to bring in those experts to support these women because they are not just um, a hip bursitis. They're not just an Achilles um, tendonitis or plantar fasciitis. Like all of this is important. And I've built online programs on top of that. So I'll run, um, you know, it's a really big thing, but I have a membership site and in there um, is all the information that they can need. I have a whole bunch of mini courses on nutrition, mini courses on hormones, mini courses on physical health, mini courses on inflammation. I've, I've, like I said, I've brought in the experts. So I've got expert interviews for all of those different topics. And then I have a private group. Um, so we start with the six week, a six week program that teaches the fundamentals and they get like, like little videos just to like get the wheels turning because you can't give people all this information at one time and you can't tell them it, they have to experience it and build a connection with me. And then they start asking questions and then they start you know, looking deeper into things, then they start shifting their training, like their training plans, because like, oh, yeah, that's me, right? You know, and I've learned over time, and we all know as physios, we know what people need, but we can't just tell them that they get overwhelmed. And then they block you out. And, and running runners are, are a tough bunch of people, because we have ego, we have confidence, but um, we also a lot of runners aren't thinking holistically and, and um, in the traditional physio roles, um, we don't even tend to think too holistically because we're very focused on physical, which is where our training is. But I've really pulled that back and 
it's really about basic healthy habits and driving them to really commit to those basic healthy habits. Um, yeah, it's a really big ecosystem. <laughs> sure, no, you're absolutely right. I think we're missing the ball. You know, we're missing missing the whole game, really. If you if you just look at the physical, yeah. um, I know I try and get that. Um, you know, work in the emotional. Um, you know, in terms of like stress management, it's huge. You know, especially as you said in today's day and age, and uh, as a especially maybe as a new mother, we have a two year old, and I can't tell you well you probably know that was the most stressed out i've ever been you know right after he came home it was our first one oh my gosh um it actually led to me having a little bit of um some soreness and additional soreness on top of what i normally have and a little bit of knee pain actually it kept me from running for a little bit until i learned to manage my stress um, and then magically it dissolved you know magically it went away and and I think it's truly very powerful. There's so much and stress is such a, it's so easy to throw that around, but to actually like go deep inside of you and notice where that stress is and take the action that you need to work on that is very difficult. So like we do a lot of mindset work in the group. Mm. Um, I, I work on that a lot with people, just really helping them locate their triggers and again, helping them adapt their goals and expectations depending where they are in their life. There's different seasons of life I talk about a lot with my women because there's some seasons where you're just getting by. Like, just please feed yourself and sleep and maybe move your body, which means go for a walk three times a week. Like, you can't run right now because you're going to hurt yourself for the long term. You're going to burn yourself out. And then, you know, we move into these other periods of time where, yeah, you've got some time, but you haven't ran for a year or two. So a marathon's probably not the right goal for you but let's help you meet your body where you're at right now and i really really try to teach them to think like pro athletes and and yes. train pro athletes right so um they do strength training and core training and speed training where appropriate they do yoga they do proper progressions and i really 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 try to support them to meet their body where it's at without judgment mm-hmm. but with like an objective place that this is where i am and that's where I want to be. And for me to get there, these are the things that I need to do right now. And so we take a real objective, um, a real objective um, place on that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, yeah. That sounds amazing. Um, are you thinking about doing one of these for fathers at some point? <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting. Yeah. Cause well, yeah, I've, I've no, actually no. No, <laughs> I know. I'm just focused on my, moms need so much support and and love and um connection and community of like-minded people Mm -hmm. and the online fitness space um is not it's not helping you know when i see everyone cheering on the mom who ran ran a marathon three months postpartum everyone cheers and supports and is motivated by that and i think oh my god her pelvic floor her hormones her like Yes, you can do it from the mindset perspective. You can push your body to do anything, but at what cost? So I really try and pull these these ladies back and like, right. um, you know, most people are pushing and pushing and I'm, I'm always here like, slow down. Right, <laughs> and like, exactly. physical nature, right? Like, 
my runners don't really get injured. And when they do, we really review why. And it's usually because they're not following the guidelines. They're not following the daily habits. They've chosen a program that their body physically can't handle. So these people are getting very in tune with their body, which is setting them up for a lifetime of, of like real health, which is, it's just amazing. Sure. Um, yeah. And yeah, I don't know if you want, you had wanted me to tell you sort of my story and where this came from. I'd love to dive into that. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Yeah. And I'll just say that because, um, you know, I am, I have two babies and I was a runner before babies and you know, to get through physio school, you're, you're pretty type A, you got to work pretty hard and you got to hustle and, um, you have that, that personality that just goes right. And you had the, I had these babies and I had a business and I kept going. I basically took five weeks off. I was booking clients and my own business. I was booking clients while I was in bed in the hospital. Like I was not going to slow wow. down. Because I, <laughs> like I'm not slowing down. And so I had this baby and I went back to work at five weeks and I just hustled and I ran. And, um, I remember I was training with my stroller for a half marathon with a local group of moms who I met when I had my baby join this little mom's group. We were doing sprint work. And on the last sprint, about 200 meters from the end, I peed my pants. And I was like, what the hell was that? And everyone was like, oh, that's just running after babies. Welcome. And I was like, what? I was like, okay, I guess. Like, this is stuff we weren't taught in school, right? And so I ran and ran. And it was actually fine, the first baby. Then I had the second baby and I went back to boot camps doing tons of planks, tons of crunches. And I had a gap in my abdomen and I had this really weird bulge. I just ignored it. I looked at it and I watched it and I kept pushing all this stuff and it was getting bigger. And I was like, this is not right. And then I was super stressed working full time, two kids, all the family stress and I was running and running and running to deal with the stress because that's what runners do. It's our happy place. I wanted to run. I needed to run. I couldn't stop because I just, I needed it emotionally. Um, I was running faster than I'd ever been running, surprisingly, but I busted my knee up like really badly. It's the first time I'd ever been injured. Hmm. And then I was like, okay, I, I can't do this anymore. So I did all my research. I'm like, what is this bulge? Why did I pee? I got to stop ignoring this stuff because now I'm busted up for the whole winter. Like I'm probably done for about six to eight months as I rehab myself. And it was like the middle of the Canadian prairie winter. And I just did a ton of learning, ton of education. I learned to dial in my nutrition. Um, I went, I got a life coach. I, I did all that kind of work. So I did the holistic work on myself as well as just the physical. And it changed everything for me. Um, I had, I was, you know, coaching runners, but I didn't know the extent of this stuff. And I'm like, if I didn't know the extent of how our bodies change and how our hormones change after babies, nobody else does. And right. women are really struggling everywhere. So that's sort of where it was really born from and what really shaped um, my training programs um, and how I approach these women from a really holistic perspective and why I do it online. Um, yeah, that's my long story. No, that's, that's amazing. And I think it goes to show that nobody's immune no, right. no. Yeah. And that's the thing with postpartum is we think that we ran before we ran right up to baby, we're going to be okay. But, um, but it's different after babies. Sure, sure. So you mentioned getting into sort of the sources of our struggles and the sources of um, some of our stresses. How do you help people to find those things? I mean, 
short of going one-on-one, -on -one, you know, how, how exactly do you um, coach them to do these things? So I have a six week program that's really about um, the real tangible stuff. It's about the workouts. It's about the food. It's about the basics of positive mindset and believing in yourself. And then from there, people will go into my membership site if they choose to keep working with me. And that unlocks like a whole bunch of other training programs and the community. And when you get into that community, like it's a bit of a deeper community. People have been training with me for four years and we know like you just share a lot of stuff in these communities. And I ask really uh, um, like deeper questions of people and that sure. gets them thinking. And um, we do sort of weekly challenges. And again, I bring in people to have discussions and usually people are pretty quiet. They don't want to go into it, but they're thinking and the wheels are turning. And um, it, it really eventually people get comfortable in there and they start to share. And, we, and that is, that's how we deal with it um, in an online space that way. It's a really um, like-minded, pretty tight-knit community in there that, you know, online can be really, really amazing. And in a world right now, um, in the world right now, people are very lonely. Um, and this is like a, a tight community. And I show up there every week. Like I show up in the community, I'm doing live videos, I'm answering questions, I'm doing pep talks. I'm, you know, it's a really interactive community and I really get people to know and trust me. So they share stuff. Um, I also have a podcast club that goes along with it. And I post all my favorite podcasts and most of those podcasts are not running podcasts. They are mindset podcasts. Sure. Um, and people just are loving it. I'm really into the mind body connection and yeah. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, the the podcast club, you say, huh? Yeah. How does that How does that work? Does everyone kind of just, or do you share a, a podcast and everyone goes and listens to an episode and, and you talk about it, or how is that pretty it's much? A book club, kind of, but it's a podcast club. So, like, sounds I love great. podcasts. I mm -hmm. love them, and I we run, so we all want to listen. We always listen when we run because, like daily learning is part it's one of our daily habits we have a they have a list of daily habits that they do those habits every day they're going to get super fit and healthy <laughs> and learning every day is one of them so for most people when they're busy you pop in a podcast on your run or on your commute so yes and everyone's always asking what podcasts i listen to so i started a podcast club for my members it's kind of like a health community club so there's like different offshoots <laughs> that they can do in the podcast club is one of them wow that sounds really nice um so let me ask you, Millie, let me ask you this, um, since this is a running podcast, uh, <laughs> what does your training look like specifically, you know, and how much, how much do you do during the day to address your, your mindset, um, and your nutrition, you know, things that necessarily, um, maybe are, they're directly related to running, but they're not running, you know, I guess. So how much do you do and what do you do in terms of that on each, you know, in, in a given day? Yeah. So I... Um, it's a big question. I do a lot. So I can maybe pull up my daily healthy habits because these are my daily healthy habits. Every day when I wake up, I write in my journal, my goals. They could be, it's a big goal. It's a, it's a, a health goal, a business goal, and my daily goals. I write them every day. It takes me like 15 seconds because they're always the same. Um, <laughs> then I, um, so important to me is I work out three to five days a week. Mm -hmm. I do strength. During the week I do, I only work out 30 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes, well, maybe, maybe 30 to 40 minutes. Strength, core and speed work. 
on the weekend, I'll do a long run, a long, slow, steady run. And that's it. I usually, I maintain my endurance base between 10 to 15. If I feel like ramping up to a half, I do. I only do maybe one to two halves a year. Um, my body really functions best between that 10 to 15 range, um, which keeps me really fit and strong and healthy and hormonally balanced. Um, so I maintain that every week. It's really easy. Um, Nutrition-wise, I eat three meals per day, balanced in carbohydrates, fats, and proteins with loads of vegetables with every meal. I generally eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, snacks in between only if I'm hungry, and I'm usually hungry, so I eat a snack. Again, it's balanced in fat, protein, and carbohydrates. That helps to keep my blood sugar stable, and it keeps me from getting those runners, that runner's hunger, those runner's sugar cravings. Mm -hmm. um, lots of water, and mostly real food. You know, I love um what's the cookbook eat fast run no eat slow run fast just it's really about indulgent nourishment eat real food i like to keep the food in balance that's what i've learned in my training and it works really well for my body when i eat in balance um try to go to bed early and get up early every day i get up at five the same time very structured i follow craig valentine who's really about the perfect day going to bed and getting up at the same time and being really productive in your days on the things that matter um so that's that's kind of the core of it well wow. okay uh and i guess look it sounds like you have a really good idea and i'm sure that took you a long time to sort of piece those things together what what podcasts and what resources would you say if you could give me three good resources that people should go check out right now in terms of setting their mindset, do you, and I know we didn't talk about this question, <laughs> so um, hmm. I hope I'm not putting you on the spot too much, but if there's just three things maybe, or even if you just want to pick one thing that's, that somebody should take away from this and, and one resource they, could, they should look at in terms of so, uh, improving their mindset. Uh, Mel Robbins is, is awesome. Um, I love high performance habits, Brennan Burchard. It's a lot of mindset stuff there, just how to become a high performer, because that's what we are as runners, as running moms specifically. We're high performance athletes, only we don't get any off time. Um, those are the two that come to mind that I really love right away. I do love Craig Valentine. I, um, some of these are business. Uh, he's a business podcast, but he also has a good... Um, um, a good life podcast as well. Sure. I think those are a few. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll try and put the links to some of that stuff in the, the show notes. So if maybe once we're done, if you could send those, maybe send some of those resources, like a link to those. Yeah, sure. And I'll, I'll remind you when we're done. <laughs> okay. Um, so I guess you've told me what your training looks like. How has being a physio affected what your training, your actual physical training um, looks like? Um, really allows me to tune into my body and really respect what it's telling me and listen to it. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of runners will just feel something and ignore it and push through and get injured. But for me, I know, and like as a physio, I'm super in tune, also good form, good alignment, being able to vary my training and not just do running and running and running. Like, really switch it up so that I'm not just a good runner, but I'm, I'm a, a strong human being who can do right. anything that comes my way. Cause I want to like, one of the things that I get my runners to do as well that I've done is create a vision for your life. And I don't just want to run a marathon. I like, 
I certainly don't want to hobble over the finish line. I want to finish strong. I want to climb mountains. I want to hike. I want to surf. I want to do all these crazy things. I got to be a strong human being, but I do love running. So there's running in there. And that's how I train my runners as well. They, they are training to become strong human beings. And um, in my programs, I have videos. So I take them through progressions, um, you know, all that stuff. And I keep it really simple, I think, is one of the other things. My programs are super simple because we know that that's all you need. It, people try to get fancy and keep them entertained and all these things. It's like, nope, exercise is something daily you need to do for your, your physical and your emotional health. Just keep it simple, 20 to 30 minutes. I love HIIT training, mm -hmm. high-intensity interval training. Um, very effective at building lean muscle, burning fat. Um, but as a physio, what matters to me is that people are minding their form, minding their alignment, doing appropriate right. exercises for their level. So people will say, oh, well, high intensity interval training is no good. It'll cause injuries. I'm like, well, not the way, not the way I train my runners. Just like the term I use, but it's really about meeting your body where it's at. And I tell them, you know, the first time you're going to be holding onto the wall. Maybe your push-up is going to be, it's going to be at an angle, at an incline, but we got to meet you where you're at and push from there. So it's not just about pushing super hard and being super intense. It's about, it's about really just the, the form and the quality. So that's as a physio, what's really set um, my personal training and the training that I do for others out um, in addition to as soon as someone has an injury, we manage it. I'm like, tell me like right away what's going on. And then I'll refer out to people when they need, because it's really important to know. And that's where physios are great as well. Um, and that's a, an important role when you're working online um, is to be able to refer people out to the appropriate people when they need it, you know, because I don't right. do one one in that group. Um, but I refer out to people and just the basics of injury management, right? Like, slow down. <laughs> right, 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 right. Ice it, you know? Yeah. Right, that makes a lot of sense. Um, a couple things, yeah, you had mentioned the um, high intensity means something different for everybody, right? Especially if you're just starting, like if you had, you know, if you're just postpartum, you know, that high intensity exercise, maybe, you know, you might not, and I'm not exactly sure what your program would look like, but, um, they're obviously not going to be doing tons of plyometric exercise and things like that, but what they are doing might be challenging to them at that point in that stage. And I think that's the problem we run into a lot of times as coaches and as physios is that everybody wants to compare themselves to others, mm -hmm. right? To the point where they will beat themselves down into the ground mentally and physically, um, just to come because they want to be the same as someone else or they see them doing that. So they're like, Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not valuable or I'm not worth it because I'm not able to do what they're doing mm -hmm. when they're in a completely different place in their life. Right. right? And, um, what else did you say? Uh, Oh, the, you had mentioned, you don't want to just hobble across the line. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think so many times they, you know, runners, and I'm guilty of it myself sometimes. I think maybe we all are at times, but at least we have been, is that we see this this goal and it's like, we'll do anything to get to that. But at what cost? Mm -hmm. You know, especially runners, it's like that distance. It's 26 miles. It's 13 miles. It's mm -hmm. even 3.1 miles. You know, it's, it's um, but if you 
if you get, if you finish it, however, you know, and you're not able to run for another couple of months because you didn't take care of yourself, what's the point of doing that? And yeah, and that's where, you know, I love to talk about the emotions of why, why, why 13.1? Like, what is it about that number? How do you want to feel when you cross that finish line? Right. It's a good time because, and here's the thing with runners too, right? Like we cross that finish line and it's not enough. We want more, we want more and we want more. And a lot of that time is because we're, we're not dealing with some of the other emotional stuff underneath that running. Um, right. This is a lot deeper than physical training, but I think it's something we all need to, as, as clinicians, need to keep in, in mind when these people are coming into our practices as well and they're running. I know runners are so tough, but, and that's what they don't want to stop, but it's never right. enough. And they're really actually like, uh, there's a lot of long-term consequences from overtraining, um, health consequences. And I really train my people and we talk a lot about every day like enjoying every day and it's really about the journey it's not actually about the finish line i say i often do the training and I actually never sign up for a race i just love the training i love the push i love the focus i love the discipline what that brings to my life that's what a lot of my runners will do too they just they want to be training they want to be getting stronger they want the emotional physical benefits from that program um but it's not actually the metal um right yeah it's really a health journey running to me is a health and spiritual journey no right that's beautiful um i think you ought to consider that men's class just saying but anyway the, the uh if you don't mind me adding to what you said um i think i think a lot of runners identify themselves as runners um and so if they're not able to run, then it becomes this point where they're not, they don't see themselves as, as good as they could be, or they look down on themselves, they become depressed or anxious. Um, but I think I, what I always try to teach is that, you know, running should improve your life. It doesn't have to be your entire life. You know, and when, especially when it's someone who's had a chronic injury and they're just depressed about it. And I say, well, what was it that running was doing for you? And is there anything that you can do right now to help address whatever need that was fulfilling for you? You know, I mean, there are other exercises. There are, you know, there are things you can do socially that might help you get what you want. If it's like they feel left out, you know, maybe do meet with your friends doing something else temporarily, you know, take the steps you need to, to get um, back to running if possible. But you can't let it control your entire life and control your your emotional feelings about yourself mm -hmm. you know because running is um even statistically it's it's known to be uh i don't want to say dangerous but because i don't think it's dangerous but i definitely think there are a lot of injuries so i think we need to almost be able to separate ourselves from the running at times so that we don't run into those type of um, issues, I guess, where we're, we're not feeling like ourselves, we're not feeling fulfilled because we're unable to do, like literally put one foot in front of another, <laughs> you know? I, I get that so deeply because I am a runner. You are a runner. Like I get that so deeply. And I think that that's why we need to all be training like athletes from the beginning. We can't just be running blindly and desperately for 
our emotional sanity. We need, if we do run for socializing, for community, for emotional health, and there's a ton of ties to running to how it helps manage anxiety and depression. So we want to keep you running. We want to keep running, but that requires we train properly. It requires we understand our body intimately and what it's telling us and we respect it and we periodize our training. We're not just always building, building, building because that will get you injured every time. And as a female runner, you will burn out your hormones. You will struggle with weight gain. Um, you will be frustrated in those ways and, and you can combat all that if you train properly. Right. So why that's so important and that's really hard to get out to people. But I think it is because if you've had an injury, you know how devastating that is for your, your emotional and your social life. Sure. Uh, sure. Um, so I have, um, a physical therapy client right now who I think could benefit from some some uh, advice, perhaps, I guess, from you. She she hadn't asked for this, but I think you're the perfect person to maybe give her a few words. So let me briefly tell you about her, if that's okay. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, um, especially in her age range, can probably um, relate to this. Mm-hmm. So she's in college. Mm-hmm. She's very, very active. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she's she's trying to be strong, right? So trying to get in the gym and weight lift. Um, she's, she was running something like 50 miles a week or something like that while doing high intensity interval training multiple times a week and strength training. Um, so essentially she's trying to be skinny, strong, you know, she wants to run, Uh, very stressed, um, because of school. Right. And then she's also not eating enough. Mm-hmm. you know, or she's eating just the salads and things like that, you know. So I guess she's dealing with a lot of tissue breakdown and, and um, just overuse injuries. And it's something that's just, I, I tell her, it's just, we have to, we have to address all of this, you know, <laughs> it's the whole thing. But I guess what, um, if I've given you a good idea, you know, I guess, what would you say to her? Oh my gosh. And that is such a common picture um, of so many women running too much, training too hard and under eating. Um, I think maybe, I don't know what to say to her. I mean, it's, it's a touchy subject, but maybe sending her to some, to some, some blogs or some research on overtraining, um, and the effects of that and how, how that's relating to her body breaking down. And I think women are very scared of food. We're very scared that if we eat too much, we're going to gain weight. And that's the reality. Women, women are running because they want to be strong and they want to run. But underneath that, I hear this all the time, but I'm not losing weight, but I don't love my body. And that is actually what's going on under there. And it's a really touchy subject for sure. And it's tricky, but nutrition needs to be addressed for sure. Like um, sometimes um, when I'm comfortable enough with people, I'll say, okay, well, let's do a seven day food log. And we're going to do that, not with judgment, but just to see what's happening from a very objective perspective. But you have to be very careful with that. I take that out only if I know someone well enough and that they can handle that, cause that can also trigger disordered eating. I actually, I don't know a stat, but so many runners, a lot of runners, female runners have eating disorders. Hmm. Um, it, 
yeah, nutrition, maybe even, um, actually, now I think about it, refer her to get um, the book, Run Fast, Eat, Run Fast, Eat Slow. It is full of such good knowledge. There's a, an intro to the, in the book that really talks about indulgent nourishment and how runners are, you know, they're pushed with all these, um, these products and stuff and packaged products, but that's not what we need. Our bodies need fuel. Our bodies are pushing hard. And when you're pushing a body hard, it needs replenishment, real food. And they really talk and they're like professional. Um, um, I, I don't, I don't remember her name. Shaleen Flanagan, I think hmm. she won Boston marathon or something Olympics. I can't remember. I'm not, wow. I'm not all the, um, sure, sure, the sure. but, um, that book actually might be really good. Maybe you should get it and like leave it on the table for her. Right. No, I appreciate that. That's really good advice. Thank you. Um, so uh, can you tell us a little bit, you know, we talked some, um, but on your Instagram, you do have um, a link that goes to a couple of your different um, resources. So I wanted to ask you about those specifically, if that's okay. Um, you have written down or you have on there the six week runners metabolic training program. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so that's my intro program. Um, it's a six-week metabolic reboot, which is six weeks where we combine effective muscle-building workouts with simple but powerful macronutrition strategies. Very, very simple, but very effective. So it's not a distance training program. I tell people it's not a distance training program. It's not to be utilized with a distance training program. It is um, five workouts a week. And... Um, so they get in there and it's to help them build fit, strong and healthy runners bodies. That's the point of it. Um, and it's six weeks of awesome motivation. They get into a group. We do it together every day. I post. Um, so they have a prep course that they watch. It's an eight part prep course on goal setting, uh, the training workouts and the point of each of them, the basics of macronutrition, which are fat, proteins and carbohydrates, how to eat them in balance, like I talked about talk a little bit about gut health, a little bit about anti-inflammation for runners, stress and sleep. Um, and then we take action because knowledge, all of this information on the internet right now is not helping people aren't taking action. So for six weeks, we kind of put it all together. Um, they take action. I motivate them every day. I put a post in and they check in every day and it's awesome. They ask questions. I do live videos. And then, um, yeah, that's that program. That's that awesome. sounds great. Yeah, that sounds really great. <laughs> Um, and, and did you include the running moms community in, in that, or is that where you were talking about the posts and things like that? Um, running moms community, is that part, is the six week oh, runners training um, program part of that, or is that separate? The six week metabolic reboot gets its own separate group for the time mm -hmm. duration that it's on. So I started one today, today, no, yesterday I started one. So they get six weeks, um, in the program and coaching with me for six weeks. And then that program ends and then they get invited to join the membership to unlock um, a year of, of training with me and they get all the other programs and the podcast club and um, the expert interviews. And we, I give a monthly meal plan, not meal plan, a monthly recipe guide with healthy nourishing runners recipes just to hmm. help them my idea of what it looks like. Cause I think a lot of people get really confused, but like I eat a lot of real food. So it's just like a, a great nourishing recipe guide they get in there. Um, and then I have a free running moms group and that's just for anyone who wants to come in. But I just do some lives in there, but there's no specifics in there. No workouts, no um, training plans, no coaching, no guidance that way. Sure, sure, sure. It sounds like an incredible resource. It does. 
Um, <laughs> so I guess let me let me ask you this: um, If people want to contact you, or if they want to, you know, reach out and maybe work with you, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram. Um, you'll post the links. Yes. I'm at Running Moms Physio. On um, Facebook, I'm at Running Moms. I, I do a lot of outreach on Facebook. And they can join the Running Moms community or they can message me. I love talking to people. Very good. Okay. Yeah. Are there any sort of uh, parting thoughts that you'd like to share with us? Or anything, maybe if, if we could take away one thing from you, you know, what, what would you want us to learn from what you say today? I think for female runners out there listening is to think holistically about your training and really love and nurture your body where it's at right now without judgment on it. Because if you take care of yourself now in the way that you need to, you'll get back to running long and strong again. That will happen. That time will come. I think that's it. Right. It's beautiful. I, I think I could just listen to you talk all day. <laughs> um, but no, I think you're a wonderful resource and just a great person just from this short time that I've talked to you. So, um, I love what I do and I really love helping women. And it's, it's really about more than the running because when I can teach and empower and help and support these women to, to train stronger, they emotionally get stronger. They learn about food and they're, they're better role models. They're better moms. They're better wives. They're better in their careers. And that's like, that is multiplying my, my reach, my ability to like make a small dent in the health of, of women and families and children. And that feel that's why I do what I do. Sure. Yeah. We need more people out there like you, Carrie. <laughs> so I appreciate you coming on and, uh, you know, maybe we'll even uh, dive deeper into mental health or something in, uh, you know, another podcast, if, you know, if, if you're open to that. So, cause I think there's a lot of territory to be explored in that. There's a lot, there's like a lot of different areas there for sure. I mean, each of them is like a huge issue on its own between decis recti and pelvic health and um, right. nutrition and sleep and stress and all of that stuff. Right, right, right. All right. Well, I'll let you go, but uh, I appreciate you coming on and uh, hopefully I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm. That was fun. Thank you. Yeah. You take care now. Thanks for reaching out. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Back on Track Fitness Podcast. We hope you found it helpful. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And check out running and weightlifting programs for athletes of all experience levels at backontracktherapy.com. Links are in the show notes. See you next time.